threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Episode oh, one yeah. eighteen, Cameron. Yeah, feels like it's been forever. Kind of does. It's only been a week, and but here we shorter. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is shorter. Yeah, we're we're a day early. I don't know we? why it seems like uh, it's been forever. I don't know. It's the COVID. It's, it's just... messing us all up. <laughs> My <laughs> wife said she like that part where we're like the COVID. Yeah. She's like, you guys went on forever. On we did, and that's how we do. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> We milk a we joke until it's dead. On forever. Cameron, uh, mm. we got kind of a an interesting episode today. Yes, right? we do. We kind of we decided let's do something a little bit more fun. It's a little mixture. Yeah, a little mixture. So what's the plan? What are we doing? Well, I think uh surviving castaway mm. is probably the best way to put it cuz yeah. it's involving so if you've seen the movie, yeah. And if you haven't seen the movie, hit pause. You're stupid. Run and watch the movie. It's a great movie. Come back. It's a great movie. Yeah. So plane crash. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. How to survive a plane crash, how to survive on a deserted island. Yes. And how to survive on the open sea. Yeah. We're not experts on any of these. No. <laughs> but no. I think some of these I think some of these tips are good to but, know. But to be fair, we're not experts on anything. Exactly. So. <laughs> and we are reminded. Yo, all the time. Yeah. All the time. So yeah, we're excited about it. Uh but guys, guys first. I gotta tell you about this. Guys, guys. Most subscription boxes are full of samples and junk you'll never use. Not BattleBox. It's the monthly subscription box for men. Let me tell you something right now, though. They're doing a Black Friday sale. So if you get this before Black Friday, right? So Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving. They're doing a huge sale. 30 to 70% off everything on the site. Well, not everything. I lied. Like, but a bunch of stuff. <laughs> there's subscriptions included or like all no, the No, I think it's just have. the gear. They have awesome gear, too. They have, like, they have tons of gear. I want to buy duplicates of several. Yeah, so you got to go check it out. Okay. Uh, but otherwise... Get, go get the subscription. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you'd normally pay. You never know what's in the next box, but here's a sampling of what users received this month. The Lord and Field Wool Blanket. Oh, it is nice. It's beautiful. The Coleman Deluxe Perfect Flow Lantern with Hard Case. Ooh. Great stuff. Let me tell you, like... 50% of my gear is from BattleBox. Oh, I got too. so much. Probably more than that. Yeah, there's so much good stuff from BattleBox. All this badassness starts at about 30 bucks a month. They've shipped almost a million boxes, and they won Best Men's Subscription Box of 2017. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. That's trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Get your first BattleBox plus a free knife at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Listener. Reviews starts now. Oh, these guys! Oh, jeez, these guys! <laughs> oh, these guys! That's the, that's the title of this one. That's the title. Go for it, yeah. These two guys are the perfect combination of useful information and knee slapper jokes. Damn. To the point where my fiance, who hates podcasts, actually laughs and enjoys this podcast. 
Keep up the great information, the entertaining conspiracies, and the fantastic multiple personalities. <laughs> that must be like our regular in Kinda our is. redneck guy. Yeah, I guess so. And our Russian, Russian guy. And the Indian guy. Chinese guy. We try and stay away from the Chinese guy. Yeah, we're, if we can. Been getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, if you guys want to be a part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, go to the Kindle book on Amazon, go to the Bigfoot film on Amazon Prime. Leave us a five-star review. Make it awesome. It's a mad, mad world. So everybody's been sending us this article, like, nonstop. <laughs> I've gotten this link in Instagram and Facebook and all over the place, uh, like, a hundred times in the past, like, three days. So I figured we better talk about it or people are going to be pissed off at us. So I'm sure you've seen this, and if you haven't, it's actually, it's really cool. Um, a giant metal monolith spotted in a remote part of southern Utah, United States, has become the source of numerous conspiracy theories about its origin. Yeah, so um, the, the thing was first spotted by a helicopter pilot and wildlife officers who were flying above the area for their annual count of the bighorn sheep in the state. So they fly around, they count the bighorn sheep. We pay him to do it for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Um, obviously, how did you get this year? How did you get this year? I found four. <laughs> Good job. Last year but, we got two. Guess what we found? <laughs> but guess what? We found a giant metal monolith. Um, <laughs> so basically, it's this big, um, it's this metal-like thing in the middle of the desert yeah. uh, in Red Rock. Uh, it, it looks like a terrible... Photoshop. It does. Like it <laughs> does not it, yeah. look. But real. then, have, did you see the pictures of the guys standing next to it? And like, yeah, there's one guy standing on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's super like, and it's, it's shiny. So out of place. And it's actually, it's like a triangle. Did yeah. you see that? Did you see the one side of it? So it's like, like a big a triangle. Slope. Yeah. So, uh, it's really crazy. They're like, is this aliens? Is this definitely? Um, I, I'm going with aliens. Me too. Or is it just um, an artist who did some crazy thing out in the, you know. Artists do weird stuff Artists all the time. Freaking all weird. You know what I mean? They splatter some paint on a piece of uh, paper and say, "This is a hundred thousand dollars." <laughs> yeah. This guy's like, "I'm gonna go put this thing in the middle where nobody can see it." But um, roughly 24 hours later, we have a lot more answers, all thanks to amateur sleuths online. And given the area's long history with Hollywood, it's probably safe to say the monolith with, was either a movie prop. Or placed there as a joke by someone working on a TV show or a movie. So there's, they shoot a lot of movies out there because the landscape like is so cool looking. So they're they're thinking that it, it was most likely something left over from that, or somebody just put it there to be weird. Yeah, but it could be aliens. I bet it's aliens. Literally, I bet it's a charge port for alien ships. It probably, yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Like USB Z. Plug it in. <laughs> just land on it and charge up, and then they keep going wherever they're going. On USB Z, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I didn't catch it. That's I didn't good, catch though. it. That was good. Um, somebody, I sent Cam um, a video already today. Someone on I'm TikTok. I'm not somebody. Yeah, <laughs> not, no, somebody <laughs> found it already, and they had. I know. It like blows it's my insane. Mind. They went online and they they saw what helicopters were out there. They went and figured out what the path was that they flew yeah. to figure out where the thing was at. And then they went on Google Earth and found it. And they actually found that it was been there since 2016, at least. So, anyways, cool stuff. The artist's probably like, that's where I left it. <laughs> Fell out the back of the truck. <laughs> I've been, I put it out there and I forgot where I put it. Yeah, walking around aimlessly. It does for look years. really weird though. You got to go cool, look at. Yeah. You got to go look it up. But anyways, so um. Here's my mad, mad world. Okay. It's, uh, we did an episode on, like, surviving animals. 
Yeah. I think animals did a surviving episode on humans. Oh, really? Because wanted. A Czech hunter reports rifle-stealing deer to police. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, geez. So, Czech police are seeking the help in an unusual case after deer turned the tables on hunters and snagged a pursuer's rifle on, on his antlers before running away. Gosh, dang. The deer, frightened by a dog, ran toward one of the hunter hunting parties and tore his sleeve and caught the strap of his twenty-two Hornet rifle oh, on his antlers. Um <laughs> And the police said on Tuesday, the rifle, which the hunter had slung over his left arm, fortunately without ammo, <laughs> slipped on the deer's antlers and disappeared with him. Um, police said another hunter later spotted the deer about six miles away, still carrying the gun. Jeez <laughs> wheeze. <laughs> the, hunter ser- the hunter searched the forest but did not find the gun. He had no other choice than to report the incident to the police. So, can you imagine having to report that? Well, the uh, hunter. There's a big buck out there, and he's, he's got, got a, my twenty-two. He's got my twenty-two. He's got my twenty-two. He's hunting with the twenty-two. I don't like, know what he's, he's hunting like rabbits or something because yeah. I don't know. He that. must not have been hunting the deer. Yeah, the deer's like screw this. I'm gonna take it. Yeah, he, that guy ought to have his license taken so away. So there's gonna be a rising up mm. deer. We're gonna kill everybody. They got their first weapon. <laughs> <laughs> he's the leader. Yeah, he's the leader. How many humans you kill? <laughs> That's what a deer sounds like. By yeah. the way, <laughs> we already heard how the buffalo sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'll burn up in buff. What is that? I'll burn up in Yellowstone. Where you been? <laughs> so the deer's got a similar yeah. tone of voice. That's right. How many people you kill? <laughs> How many humans you shot? <laughs> I ain't got no ammo, How but I'm thinking you about God. 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 Anyway. Oh, God. It's a madman world. Deer yeah. are attacking him, or All going right. to attack him. Here we are. Yes. Surviving Castaway. If you haven't seen Castaway, I mean, the general premise is Tom Hanks is in a plane crash. Yep. He works for FedEx. Yeah. First off. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's get that. It's like Christmas time, too, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He works for FedEx. He gets on a plane, a FedEx plane. It it crashes over the ocean. He gets in the water, and then after the water, <laughs> it's Utah for water. I know. And then that, that's Utah for water. 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 Yeah. Um, I think I told you the cabin, my dad even said, turn the pump off so the water ain't running. Really? Yeah. My grandma, Spelled it W A R T E. Oh, that's awesome. Water. My, my, my grandma says wash. Yeah, wash. Wash. Collar. Yeah. What collar is it? Collar. Yeah, collar. Anyways. Uh, what the hell was I even talking about? Oh yeah, uh, Tom Hanks. He crashes in the FedEx plane into the water, and then he and then he floats to a deserted island, lives there for a little bit, floats back off. It's all good. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about today. How to yeah. how to survive something yeah. of that. Sort. The movie kind of basically gives you all the tips. Well, I just kind of I should have said spoiler alert. Thanks for joining us in this podcast. <laughs> um, should have said spoiler alert, but well, yeah. So um, mm. I've always been terrified of airplanes like, have you when i'm in them I'm, I'm like i'm fine i'm excited i like the takeoff and everything mm-hmm. but i still have that uneasy feeling i'm like i'm like thirty thousand feet up like if it just <laughs> comes apart <laughs> yeah, <this> sure <laughs> freaks me out yeah it is it's scary sure. um but anyway uh so here's some facts about airplane crashes to make okay. you more comfortable perfect since you're not traveling anywhere this year no kidding the chances of any single flight being involved in an accident is one in 1.2 million. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's pretty good. Makes odds. you feel pretty good. Yeah. The chances of dying in an airplane accident are one in 8,015. I don't know how the odds are different, but I guess there's more crashes. So if you're one of those 1.2 million, 
your chances of dying in that crash. That sounds like common core math or something to me. Yeah, this is not very good get statistics. It. I don't get it. Uh, four out of, what is it? Oh, my, yeah. Okay. Statistics. <laughs> okay. Fractions, that's what I meant to fractions, say. Fractions. Fractions. Yeah. Five out of every four Americans struggle with fractions. Exactly. Yep. Um, the chances of dying in a car accident are one in 112 over an entire life. Yeah, so you know what? If you're scared of airplanes, you should be really scared of Volkswagens. Yeah, you really should. You know? <laughs> there is some terrible driving out there. There is, yeah. 96% of all plane crash victims survive. Ooh. That's crazy. That's pretty good. Yeah. Modern aircraft are designed to evacuate all of the passengers within 90 seconds. Bullshit. It comes apart <laughs> and dumps them in midair. And it takes 45 minutes to deplane. I don't get it. It takes they need to figure seven it out. hours to board the plane. I know. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I don't 90 know. seconds, my butt. Who did this? I don't know. 89% of passengers don't read the safety cards in the seat back pockets. That's probably true. That is totally true. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably a little low. 50% of passengers don't watch the pre-flight safety presentation. They got to make them more interesting. They do. Okay. Like, how would how would you do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe dress you more go on scandalous. Water? Yeah, yeah, that worked. Scandalous. Guy in a bikini underwear. Fat guy in a bikini underwear. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I'm watching this. Hey, uh, shh, you got to pay attention. Eighty <laughs> percent of plane crashes occur during takeoff mm -hmm. and landing. So we're going to talk about that. There's a three and eight. Yeah, three minutes after takeoff. That's when you can be scared. Mm -hmm. And then eight minutes before landing. Mm -hmm. That's when you. Prepared to poop your pants. We're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So uh, most air travel injuries occur as a result of turbulence yeah. when passengers are moving. Turbulence about. is scary. It is scary. It is. We had a, like, Reach out. we came into Salt Lake and the wind was blowing really hard and it was like. Yeah. And when we landed, there was like all these planes being diverted, you know, to like different airports. And yeah. I was like, what? And Jeez. I went up to the, I was like curious. So I, as a, we were leaving the plane, mm -hmm. I asked the pilots and they turned around. They're like 15. <laughs> knew we could do it i was like holy crap you owe me 10 bucks told you we could seriously, land seriously <laughs> it was like kids that were playing uh, a game i was yeah. like how young are these pilots? that's creepy yeah so let's talk about you know before you get onto a plane there's a few things that you can do to increase your chances of survival if that plane does crash but again like you said most of the time you're not going to crash i mean it doesn't happen very often yeah and if you uh, crash I'm sorry, it's scary. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I, I feel bad for you. So they've done a bunch. I of... I feel like the stats of living in a plane crash would be way, way lower. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like I don't know. Anyway, they've done a bunch of research on plane crashes, though, and there's a few things you need to know. The first one is, <laughs> if you want to survive a plane crash, don't be fat. And I'm not, this isn't a joke. Clap back. <clears throat> this, clap. Yeah, don't be fat. So the FAA has rigorously studied and crunched the numbers on airplane crash survivors, as well as tested nearly 2,500 people in simulated evacuations to find out the type of person who typically survives. Okay? So what's their result? Young, slender men have the best odds of surviving a plane crash. Oh, okay. Old, fat women have the worst odds. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> so, so think about it. So, if you if Makes you're sense. a young slender man, just don't worry about it. Just chill. All right. But if you're an old and fat lady, you be could die. Scared. Yeah, be scared. Three it's minutes a, before. Yeah, eight minutes exactly. on the way down. So, it's just it just goes to show, like when they crash and you need to get off the plane, it's much easier for a young slender person, especially a man who is stronger, um, to get off. 
the plane if they need to, right? So if you are seated next to a fat old lady, mm-hmm. are your odds increased to die? Um, well, probably, unless you can get around her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, probably. I would think so. I had a Didn't status, say that. Uh, my statistics teacher say, I'm going to carry a bomb on every flight because the odds of two bombs being on a flight are way low. <laughs> Almost nothing. <laughs> it's true, though, right? So have statistics work for you. So so be, uh, be slim, be man. <laughs> That'll help, okay? So basically all millennials and after are going to survive well. Yeah, pretty much. Thin, skinny, jean. Yeah. No it didn't say anything about all of the other uh, genders. That's interesting. So just the two. Was all I, I heard about. Studied the slim boys. <laughs> yeah, I studied the slim boys. <laughs> Their odds are great. <laughs> They're gonna live. <laughs> Let's simulate this crash. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> this is weird. So you want to be on a plane <clears throat> full of um, like ballet men, ballet men, yes. or <laughs> river dancing men, or <laughs> river. Da- I don't know the slim figured <laughs> Olympic. That's exactly uh, what you want to do. <laughs> How many slim men are on this plane? Wait, can I get seated next to the river dancers, please? <laughs> the male river dancers. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> okay, I'm calling security. <laughs> I just mobs, mobs living. I just want to see if it's possible. <laughs> there's there's an old fat lady. Just get me on the other side of the do plane. Do not put me with her. <laughs> I want to live. Another thing you can think about is the choice of plane. Yeah. All right. According to the FAA investigations, larger planes have more energy absorption in a crash, which is weird because if you're a fat old lady, you should have more energy absorption as well, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh, what happened? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why that. That's a cool uh, filter you just put on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new one. So, anyways, you do think the big planes would be the riskier ones? They're not. I know they absorb the turbulence better, but nope. The little ones are bigger. The better. Bigger the better. Okay. All right. Always. Then, yep. Always. Hundred percent of the time. Always. Seat choice. So think about where your seat is. A couple of years ago, Popular Mechanics they put out an article uh, saying that the back of the plane is the safest place to sit, and that is true. Only in certain situations. It's true this when tail it's a, gets sheared off yeah, by a, exactly. a mountain. But if it's a, it's obviously if it's a nose first crash, yeah, you're better off to be in the back. But there's a lot of times where the, the plane clipped. does the, yeah, it clips the back first. Yeah. And so do you remember that, Alive about the rugby team? I do, yeah. Like that, like shears the whole back end. Yeah, of the plane for sure. Off. Yeah, I'm like I need to be the one in the I back. In the back. He's <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> spiraling down the mountain. Shears that in the front. Dang it. Dang it. Um, so, legs up there. Well, I thought for sure I was going to survive. <laughs> yeah. well, a bunch of soccer players back here. <laughs> what, a, well, what are the odds? What a crock of crap. <laughs> um, so they're actually saying that the, the new optimal place to sit is as close to an exit as possible. And okay. it's usually like wing area, isn't it? What? <laughs> I heard something else. <laughs> it's usually like wiener area. It's usually like over the wing yeah. and by that front door. Usually, yeah. yeah. Those, who su- those who survive a plane crash typically only have to move an average of five rows to escape. Beyond I get f- screwed and put on a wing anyway. Yeah, like, I know, me too. Like, oh, uh. Are you okay with sitting next to the emergency exit, sir? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if you have a good window seat, somebody's in it, and they yeah. shut the window and go to sleep, yeah. you're like... Well, now can't see the Himalayas. <laughs> I don't know why I'm flying over the Himalayas, but <laughs> I ain't gonna see a monolith. That's for sure. Yeah. There we go. My one chance to see the alien monolith. <laughs> anyway, but so 
within five rows, you need is the best place to be. Once you get outside of that five rows, it's much harder to survive the crash. Um, the next thing to think about is having a plan. Um, normalcy bias is a thing that's hard because, like you said, those we just talked about that in the last. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you just you think oh. The, the the chances of this happening are so low that I yeah. shouldn't even think about it. But you actually should because if it does happen... As a prepper, you should be situational awareness. 100,000%. So, listen to the pre-flight instructions, even if it's not a fat guy in a bikini like we were talking about. <laughs> listen to them because they really do have some good stuff to yeah. say, right? Um, read the safety card. Be one of the 11% who actually read the safety card. Find your exits. Where are they? You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then, you know, if they say, hey, this person doesn't want to sit in the emergency exit, does anybody want to? You'd say, hey. Yeah, people are scared that door is going to rip off yeah. and suck them out. <clears throat> I don't care. I'm not worried. <laughs> so find your exits. Have a plan. Take That's 90 seconds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take 30 seconds and think about what would I do if all of a sudden we crashed, right? Yeah. Think about I've it. I've thought about it. I have too. I, it like too much so. I'm like uh, over and I, over I'm like, Whoa. I don't know what I would do. I'd just cry, probably. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> I mean But you always try and think about Yeah. Like how would I get out of here? And yeah. Whose face am I gonna smash into the seat when I crawl? Exactly. <laughs> Can my wife make it out if I get out first? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Usually you're like seventeen rows apart. I know, yeah. So uh, plus three minus eight. This is what Cam was talking about. In the aviation world, plus three minus eight refers to the first three minutes after takeoff and the last eight minutes before landing. Uh, according to the investigators of crashes like this, close to 80% of all plane crashes occur during this time frame. So that that time, like after you get up, you know, in, in that whole, the longest period, that's really, you're safe most yeah. of the time there. Only 20% of crashes And that's when happen I become then. uneasy, and that's the yeah. time I shouldn't be. Because that's when you get, like, some turbulence. Because, like, landing and taking off. Landing's always a little scary because you yeah, like, sure. can't see anything. I, I remember the first time I was, like, 11 or something on a plane, and I was I was on the wing. I was, and was with my uncle slash cousin and i looked out and i didn't know that the the wings had those like flaps that oh. came up and i saw that and it i like <laughs> that sinking like, feeling coming like up. oh my gosh the yeah. plane is going to explode the wings are falling it's off the like you know phys the physics of it make no sense because when you're like <laughs> yeah. mid-flight it's all point point <laughs> like the wings bouncing like there's no pressure you would think all the air pressure would be pushing on it you would think so That's super weird but i don't get it i would panic if i didn't yeah sure yeah so that freaked me out oh, like a piece I, of the plane's coming I'm like oh my gosh the wings are falling off so that scared me but anyways it doesn't scare me anymore because i know what's going on <laughs> just so you know you're doing it again you're doing it again <laughs> Flashbacks. How have they not fixed this problem? <laughs> this seems like an engineer should have figured this out by now. <laughs> um, so if you want to up your chances of survival in a crash, be extra vigilant and ready to take action during the first three minutes and then the last eight minutes before landing. Yeah. You know what I mean? This isn't the time. Put in your earbuds. Start right. listening to the Oprah podcast. This is not a time to do <laughs> Oprah it. Podcast. I don't know. Does she have a podcast? I, I figure know. she probably does. I wouldn't doubt it. So think about this. Don't sleep. That's not the time to sleep. You're going to sleep. I can't sleep anyway. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> sleep either. Um, but that's why I always think about that, too, because a lot of people will come and they're like, I want a Valium for my flight. I'm like, yeah. are you sure? Is that really what? What if we crash? Yeah. You're going to sleep through <laughs> well, it? you are a fat lady. Okay. <laughs> you might as well sleep <laughs> through this lady. <laughs> Take three. You know what? Take it easy. <laughs> You're not going to survive anything. <laughs> and eat whatever you want on the meal beforehand because you're done. <laughs> load up. Wear baggy clothes. <laughs> yeah, load up. <laughs> yeah. Just put gravy on everything. <laughs> it don't matter. 
<laughs> your life's over. On your pills, on <laughs> uh, Take these with some gravy and call me in the morning. Just <laughs> write it that way. <laughs> Two full cups of gravy with your statin. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so, anyways, yeah, sleeping is not the best during those times. So just, yeah. just try not to if you can't. Also, make sure your shoes are on and secured. It's like those people that, like, they're getting on the plane and they're taking off everything that they, they have. They are, yeah. Like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Can't you wait putting till you get... Putting their on. Like, <laughs> I'm like, like, you're in trouble. Got their pajamas, putting those on, and, yeah. you know, face mask and all that. It's like, mm, just chill. Don't do that yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep your shoes on. Um, if you're traveling with your wife or your girlfriend or a woman friend, daughter, whatever, <laughs> mom, doesn't matter. A boyfriend. Boyfriend who likes to dress that way. <laughs> um, make sure she's wearing flats, not high heels or stilettos. You know what I mean? My can... wife is notorious for having the wrong <clears throat> set of shoes on. Everybody knows that. We do. Everybody let's, knows Let's it. go hiking and she's got like slip-ons. Yeah. You know. Wearing slippers, the moccasin slippers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's go to the beach and she's got snowshoes on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What is going on? <laughs> Let's think about it before we go out. <laughs> I thought these cowboy boots would be great for the beach. <laughs> Skis on when you're at the sand dunes. Well, I guess that would kind of work. Yeah, that might work. No, just the boots, the ski boots. <laughs> yes. On a hike. The ski boots on a 5K. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I just feel like I'm clomping around out here. Clomping. <laughs> clomp, 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 clomp. Uh, My time sucked. I'll tell you that. <laughs> My feet hurt. I got sores everywhere. <laughs> Broke my damn ankle almost. <laughs> um, so make sure that you have, you know, shoes on that don't that just make sense. <laughs> yeah. Don't be tawny. Yeah, don't be my wife. Um, don't drink before getting on the plane. Oh yeah. Going in inebriated already, you're just not you're not increasing your chances. <laughs> no. All right. You want to be fully present. You want to experience this crash firsthand and know you know what's going on, okay? Yeah. Um, make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened. True. All right. Just put the one end into the other. <laughs> Low and tight. That's what they say. Low and tight. <laughs> Go over your action plan. Think about it. Um, don't wear shorts. Don't wear flip flops again. Mm. You know what I mean? That's just not going to be good. It's man. always cold. Like when you wear shorts. Come on. I did that once. Did you? Throw them a- <laughs> Froze my your, balls off. <laughs> yep, froze your balls off. Um, have real shoes and keep them on. And then, you know, you can think about an ED, having a, a robust EDC. This becomes difficult because you have to go through TSA, so you have to be really vigilant on what you put in your EDC kit. But um, we did an episode like 100,000 years ago about <clears throat> uh, travel prepping. And so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Um, full on. Yeah, we did full on. <clears throat> full frontal. <laughs> uh, travel prepping. Anyways... Just have a really good EDC kit, you know, first aid, uh, all that kind of stuff that might help you in the event of a crash, you know. So it's that's, that's some things to do beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was a lot. No, that's good. That's good. I feel like I can fly anywhere now. Yeah, great. <laughs> good. I know who to sit by, mm-hmm. what to wear. Who not to sit by. <laughs> right. So um, here's some quick things about what to do during and after the crash if you're alive. Great. Um so number the first thing on the during mm-hmm. is pad and prepare your your space. So <laughs> don't do this during the flight if everything's okay. But <laughs> if you're going down, 
Like, use whatever you can to protect your head. Um, I just take a helmet as a carry-on. <laughs> you just wear it. <laughs> just go in with a motorcycle helmet. Yeah, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Told y'all. Put your mouth. You thought in. I was an asshole. <laughs> now who's the asshole? I'm going to live. <laughs> I'm going to live. Um, but boom, protect boom, your head or, you know. everybody next to you. Turbulence. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> ain't hurting me. I know it's hurting you. I'm Freaking sorry. Pull every muscle in your neck. <laughs> turbulence. But um, yeah, yeah anything you <laughs> can't, can't get that out of your head. Oh uh, you? yeah, no, that's too funny. <laughs> Just freaking plink <laughs> on other people's heads. <laughs> Everybody's got bloody ears and stuff next to you. <laughs> we didn't even crash. <laughs> Jack my head all up. Yep. Um, but pad your head with pillow, coat, blanket, or other soft object. If you have your uh. Uh, carry on, you know, that's something that you can use to kind of protect your vitals. Yeah. But, um, brace for impact. So they, these pre-flight safety things, you know, they're not just like, we, I guess this will help. Like they've studied these things and they know uh, that getting into a crash position has really prevented, um, a lot of severe injuries. Mm. So protecting your head. And there's a couple different ways, you know, you can, Brace yourself against the seat in front of you, and, and you kind of use your arms to protect your head. Hmm. And they say you can either just kind of lock your fingers over, like on the, like you're going to get under arrest. <laughs> but then you, you kind of put your uh, hands behind your head, and you cover your uh, ears. It just kind of gives that your brain a buffer. I'll probably be doing that anyway. I know. <laughs> Crying. And then putting your head down close to your knees and holding your knees up close, you know, closer Maybe to Maybe that's chest. the thing. If you're a big old fat lady, you can't put your head that's by true. your knees. That's probably exactly going to happen. Um, you know, keep your feet flat on the floor. Don't be sitting Indian style or if that's racist anymore, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Um, probably good. But yeah, so cross-legged. Those, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so those things that they show you in in the pictures like They've studied and they did, they do know that those help protect you. And, you know, so what was it in uh, Castaway? You know, he's like mm-hmm. standing in the middle aisle yeah. when, he, when he crashes. Unlikely he would have survived. Yeah. So these things do help. Um, the other things when the oxygen masks come down, oh, yeah. Get those on as fast as possible. Even if you have family with you and you know, you're worried about your kids, if you're passed out, you ain't going to be able to do anything. That's true. So get it, get it on you first, like they say. And then you can assist other passengers or just your family if you don't want to deal with the other passengers. That's <laughs> yeah. what I would do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but before I go on any further. Okay. I want to talk about the problems COVID has caused. Number one, mm. five-fold increase in cyber attacks. Yeah. I'm not going to go on to the other things. Okay. <laughs> but unlike this coronavirus, there's a solution to the cyber attack problem. Mm-hmm. Surfshark. Surfshark. <laughs> We're talking about plane crash in the ocean. So perfect. Surfshark VPN can protect you and all your devices from online threats. You can go gray man online. You can do all your shopping on the black market or whatever you want. Shield your information from websites and other online services. No longer worry about malware, phishing, and obnoxious and often unsafe ads or emails. Word. If you click on those with Surfshark, you're you're okay. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. Get notified quickly if your email or password is leaked with Surfshark's uh, ID protection. They have they'll mm-hmm. email you if your password is compromised. Pretty sweet. That's an additional ninety nine cents, but worth it. Worth it. Also, not only does Surfshark protect you, it enables access to streaming content in any country without being there. So they have access to seventeen different um, 
Like I think all the other com- competitors are like five or mm-hmm. seven different streaming services. Seventeen. That's pretty good. So you could That's be awesome. in Bosnia and Lithuania. I don't know about that, but <laughs> anyways, <laughs> yeah. it puts your IP in that country, so it looks as if you're there, and you can stream content from those unique libraries of Netflix for sure. Other the other thing right now. Hopefully, you're listening before Black Friday. Mm-hmm. There right now they have um, a Black Friday sale. Beautiful. 83% off and four months for free. It will change to the previous 83% in three months automatically after Cyber Monday. So go and do it. Before November 30th. Before Use our code, yeah. But our code is 84% and four extra months for free. So right now they have a deal, but our deal is better. Yeah. So casual preppers get you 84% off. That's approximately fifty nine seventy six for twenty eight months. Jeez, we sixty that's bucks. That's so, so that's good. you break it down. It's two dollars and thirteen cents a month. And the best thing of all, try it for thirty days. You don't like it? Yeah, it's fully refundable. Yeah, there isn't a better way to do this. I don't think so. The other thing I like the most about it is you don't have a limit on how many devices. Mm-hmm. So one subscription covers whatever connects to the internet. Yeah, it's freaking amazing. Go now, get it. You get 30 days money back guarantee. Go to surfshark.deal slash casual preppers, try it, and you will love it. Mm-hmm. No anyway. doubt. So, how to survive the plane crash after the crash. Yeah, okay. so that, yeah, yeah. So you've made it through the initial like So you tucked your head down, mm-hmm. put some pills around your head, didn't yep. sit by the bigger lady. You're and good you're alive. You made now, it. Now you're on the ground. Yeah. Hopefully not on fire. But this is these are some of the steps that'll help. Um, help you survive. Okay. If the cabin crew is giving instructions, pay attention. If, if they're like down and they're saying you need to organize yourself, go in the aisle and get out, like follow their directions. They know how to get you out the fastest. The one big They've problem, done this before. Yeah, <laughs> they crash all the time. <laughs> this is just an everyday process for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to get out of the plane as quickly as possible. Fatality rates increase significantly after the first 90 seconds following a plane crash. So once you're seconds. down, you want to use that 90 seconds to get out. And apparently, they have a way to get you out in 90 seconds. That's what they said. Supposedly. But follow the instructions of the crew. Um, but if they're dazed or disoriented and been sucked out the window or whatever, don't wait. Just get up and get out. <laughs> Where's the crew? <laughs> I'm going to sit here until someone tells me what to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um... And then if the nearest exit is behind you and accessible, ignore the human propensity to move forward, you know, and mm-hmm. get out whatever exits nearest you. The thing, too, is don't crawl over seats. Don't try and swarm the exit. Fine. Like, try and stay in the aisle okay. as much as possible, unless you've got morons that are trying to get their luggage out of the Oh, you'll have bins. morons. Oh, guaranteed. There was, um, I think it was in... I want to say it was in Africa or something. The plane crashed, like, on takeoff, uh-huh. and it skidded down the runway, and people were, like, getting their luggage off, and from the smoke, it was on, like, started to, like, smoke and catch oh, fire, geez. and they were still getting their stuff out, and they figure, I think, like, 32 people made it out alive. They figure probably 90% of them would have made it out if they would have just stopped worrying all about their focused luggage. on getting out. And not swarmed the exits and yeah. people are dumb. And it's like that normalcy bias. Yeah. They're like, we're okay. We're on the ground. Everything's fine. I don't need to worry about it. So be smart about it. Leave all your crap mm-hmm. and get in the aisle. If somebody's being an idiot, then go around them, obviously. Don't leave your kids. If you have your kids, grab them. <laughs> right. But don't crawl over the seats because all you'll do is swarm the exit and then you're preventing everybody from getting out. Yeah. And it just makes a huge mess. So try to be organized. 
and and work your way out. Okay. Leave your luggage, like I said. Don't climb over the seats. And then most fatalities are due to post-crash smoke, fume, and fire. Oh. Smoke, fume, and fire. In case of smoke or other fumes in the cabin, be prepared to stay as low as possible while evacuating the plane. Mm. Cover your nose and your mouth with a cloth, moistened if possible. And I got moisten this carrying <laughs> a portable heat-resistant smoke hood. Um, I've thought about that too. Like we've got that fire kit and it has yeah. that little smoke thing. I'm like, that would be the worst thing is to burn up after you yeah. crash. You're like, I survived, and then yeah. you just die. Um, and then as soon as you're able to get out, get away from it at least 500 feet, I'd be probably even further than that. Yeah. But you want to stay in the vicinity because rescuers need to know if there's anybody still in there. If you run off into the forest, <laughs> they're going to risk their lives yeah. trying to get people out if they don't have the right count. So you don't want to go far enough that people can't see that you're out and alive. That's a good, good thing to think about. Um, assess the situation, obviously. <clears throat> Is there any others that are out and need medical attention if you're able and then you're in usually panic mode. You need to look and see that you're not bleeding out of your belly. Yeah. Or have <laughs> yeah, exactly. something sticking out of you. Yeah. And then stay in the area again. So those are just some basic things. Sure. Um, if you survive the plane crash and during the plane crash, that really um, follow the directions of the flight crew and and take it serious. Like <laughs> crashes, even though are very rare to happen, mm -hmm. they can and you need to be prepared for it. Yeah. Like I said, just take in. We're preppers. Come on. Even if it's 30 seconds, once you get on the plane and just look. Like, like this is gonna, you're going to be yeah. so much further ahead. So after this plane has crashed, and if we're going back to the movie Castaway, he was on the water for a little while, right? But he he did, he, yeah. He did wake up on a deserted island. Can you imagine being in that situation? I can't. Oh yeah, because he got on the raft and yeah. kind of like passed out. Exactly, and he made it to the island. That's where kind of where he woke up. So let's talk about what happens if, for some reason, maybe it's from a plane crash, maybe it's you know a boat getting lost, who knows what it is, but you end up on a deserted island. Yeah. Um, you're by yourself, maybe, probably, and how do you survive? If not, you're saved. Yeah, <laughs> or you're going to possibly. Eaten. Yeah, <laughs> um, or yeah. So how do you survive? So let's think about some. So before you get into this situation, us being preppers, what are the things that we could do to make um, our odds much greater of survival in this type of situation? I mean, skills and knowledge are obviously a huge deal, right? Exactly. Water skills. That's a big thing we talk about all the time, but one of the biggest concerns when you get somewhere, which is crazy because you're surrounded by water, is getting fresh water. Exactly. Right? Most of it, obviously, the stuff around it is going to be uh, salt water, and you don't want to be drinking that. No, so you'll die fast. <clears throat> you'll die fast. So you need to find fresh water, and you need to have ways to procure it, to purify it, know how to find it, all those types of things. So having those water skills is going to really help We've your chances. We've been talking and teaching you this stuff. Forever. Uh, the next one is fitness. Um, Again. Again. Ain't going to be no day at the beach. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to be tough surviving on an island. There's going to be hiking, hauling, swimming, crying, all those things. And you need to be physically fit to make it through something like that. Yeah. You know, you got you got weak arms. You can't walk more than 30 feet. Uh, it's going to be much harder. I'm going to watch Castaway this week. Maybe me too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You can't. I don't know. I could, I guess. Um, so fitness is going to be a, a huge uh, leg up for you. Uh, the next one is navigation. Even if it's just very basic, general navigation skills is going to come in handy as you're surviving on an island and, and trying to figure out, oh, this is where my fresh water is. This is where the 
crab are or whatever. You know what you're I mean? There for three years. <clears throat> yeah. Where you're gonna maybe exactly try and make an escape. Where I'm gonna make the main street of my new town that I'm building. <laughs> right. Whatever. You know. I'm Governor Prepper Island. <laughs> yeah. So some basic navigation skills would be great. Again, we talked about EDC. Uh, EDC would be huge here because you become stranded and you have a knife on your in your pocket. You have some paracord. Yeah, you know, huge. Flashlight, a lighter. Holy crap, man. You, you might just be like a week camping. It might not be that bad. Yeah, you love it. You're going to love it. But think about having some EDC. Um, and the last thing so I where want... where the paracord undies mm-hmm. come into play. Exactly. I'd wear them if I were flying. For sure. Um, and the last thing is, does anybody know where you are? Depending on, you know, what you're doing, hopefully somebody knows that you're on an airplane. Yeah. But, you know, were you out on a boat? Were you, you know, out fishing? Or who knows what it was? Just you're in you will dramatically increase your chances of getting arrested. If you're going to go on a flight, let someone know. Exactly. <laughs> but like I said, even if it's not a flight, you know, a lot of people just go out on a boat or whatever. Yeah, that's a lot of the, and nobody like, says anything. lost at sea. Yeah. They just like, I'm going to go out you're, real quick. Dramatically increase your chances of getting rescued if somebody has the basic plan of what you were doing for the day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I had a friend that, you know, those like the little um, regular pool floater things that you just lay on. Yeah. He was like, I can't remember what lake he was at, but he fell asleep, oh, and he geez. woke up, like, out in the middle. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. I'm pretty sure he was inebriated, but he was yeah. just like, where the freak? How did it get out here? So <laughs> Had to paddle all know. the way back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine at sea, you're just like, oh, my gosh, that'd be horrible. So uh, you make it to this island. You're stranded. You're on the deserted island. What do you need to do to survive? This is, this is the nitty-gritty of it all, right? Yeah. The first thing you got to do is stay calm. This is going to be the hardest thing because can you imagine just like the realization that I'm on an island in the middle of the freaking ocean? Yeah. What do I do, right? So having a clear head um, is really going to help you survive. They they always come back to the acronym STOP. Stop, think, observe, and plan. Exactly. Right? So just taking a second, observe, you know, plan out, think about stuff. Don't just start flipping out and throwing sand everywhere you know what i mean jumping climbing in the water stuff yeah. you don't need climb. to climb it's yeah. like you need to conserve all the energy. exactly you don't know how yeah. how much food you're gonna get just start and... running up the mountain like just don't do it just screaming and running up and down the beach <laughs> yeah picking up big rocks hauling to different places. out here to make sos <laughs> yeah no let's chill for a minute yeah think about it right um the next thing you want to do is look around your immediate area is it safe that, yeah. That's a big thing. Is there tigers around? Like island tigers or something? Yeah. I don't know. There's probably not tigers because there's not very many tigers in the world. But is there monkeys that are trying to kill you? I don't know. <laughs> there could be, Planet I don't know. Of the apes what kind didn't of, get out, they landed on the wrong yeah. island. <laughs> what kind of freaking animals are on an island? I don't know, but they could be scary. Yeah. Um, is a dragon. They're yeah. scary. Or is the tide going to wash you away? Is it going to flood? You know, is it getting ready to yeah. storm? There's a lot of things that you need to just think about. Take two seconds. Probably look a volcano about to erupt. That's that would be my luck. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So uh, just make sure it's safe where you are at that moment. Um, the first, the biggest, and first thing you need to think about is getting a fresh source of water. Yeah. Right. Um, so here's a few tips. Don't drink the seawater. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's mooey, salty, too much sodium for your body. You're gonna die. Yeah. So don't do that. Okay. Begin by venturing to the intersections of the island. You have a much better chance of securing a source of fresh drinking water, such as waterfalls, streams, those types of things, if you get further inland. They're most likely not going to be right on the beach. So you're going to have to start venturing in. And that's where you have those navigation skills are going to come in handy because you don't want to get lost. It's going to make things way worse. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't have something already, 
look for any container that can hold water. Yeah. There's usually stuff. That's a hard thing. Well, there's usually rocks that have like a. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's usually trash. So that's like the only thing that's that fucking true. It, that could be your saving Maybe grace. trash island. Yeah, trash island. <laughs> you got a lot of stuff to deal with. Exactly. But look for stuff that maybe is is washed up on shore. Look yeah. for anything that can hold. Maybe get coconut cutter and have it and you got you know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. You gotta think about well, it. If you're in a plane crash, there's a good chance some of that debris is sure. gonna wash in yeah. bodies. For sure. <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, uh, never mind. I was gonna. What? I'm not gonna know. <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say grab somebody's head. Anyways, um, let's <laughs> make a bowl. <laughs> make a bowl out of somebody's mouth. This skull works. Yeah. Um, use the jaw to grind up. Yeah, your exactly. Coconut. Um, shred your coconut. You can use large leaves. I think Tom Hanks actually did that in. Yeah. Um. Uh, castaway, like really big leaves, and you can hold some water in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just have to find something to put it in. Um. And once you get those, if you find a fresh source of water, great. Fill it up, get it, take it back to the beach or whatever. If you can't find a fresh source of water, hopefully it's going to rain soon, and you can put those out, and you can catch as much fresh water from the rain as you can. But sometimes it doesn't rain. Most likely it's going to be raining because you're out on a tropical island, and it rains all the time, right? Right. But sometimes that's not going to happen, so you might or have it might to come not, not come for like thirty exa- days, and that's enough to kill that, you. That's enough to kill you. you. You've got three days to figure this out. So mm-hmm. if you don't find a fresh source of water and it doesn't look like it's going to rain, then you're going to have to do something. The, probably the easiest thing to do is to build a solar still at that point, and we can go through the nitty gritty of making those. I don't want to get too far into it, but step one: dig a hole. Um, in the sand near the edge of some trees, deep, deep enough that the hole is within the damp sand underneath. Because you know how you get you get down and you start seeing some damp sand. You want to get that. Uh, place a container in the center of the hole. Fill the gaps surrounding the container with anything wet, such as wet leaves. Place your plastic sheet over the hole and anchor the sheet in place. So you obviously have to have a plastic sheet to do this. So hopefully some debris has washed up somewhere. Yeah. Um, place one small rock in the center of the plastic just over the container so that, that brings it down. Right, Condensation will occur on the underside of the plastic and run into that container. So you basically have distilled drinking water. Yeah, those so are cool. <clears throat> it's a way to do it, um, and that's kind of a last-ditch effort if you can't get anything else done. Okay, so you've got water. Go to the resort and get a bottle exactly. of water. Exactly. Order it on Amazon. <laughs> See what happens. A little drone come drop it off. Yeah. Um, the next thing you're going to have to think about probably is shelter. Because, like I said, it does storm quite frequently on islands like, like this. Violent winds. Yeah. So you've got to figure something out. So the first thing you could do is look for a natural existing shelter, maybe a cave. Um, natural overhangs or something that's already kind of there that you don't really have to work, but yeah. but you can Cause keep out of building the one. It could get destroyed. And yeah, yeah, and it's using up well a lot just, of calories yeah, to build. Like, don't you know worry I mean? about it. Try and find. There's yeah. got to be some natural source. Exactly. Um, but you're, the thing is, you're going to want to find or build something that's near your water source because you don't want to be going back in like a mile to get water every day, okay? True. So you got to make sure it's close to your water source. Um, if you got there on a raft or a boat, you can actually help utilize that to build a shelter if the boat's jacked up or something and it doesn't float anymore. Utilize that, you know, look around for materials, junk or garbage. I think, didn't he find on in the movie, he found like a porta potty or something, remember? Yeah, that's right. And he used, it, he used it for a sail to get off. But you could use something like that for a shelter or to collect water or all those types of things, right? He got off on a sail. <clears throat> he did. <laughs> you didn't see, that was the unrated version. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> that was a director's cut. 
Um, you you also may want your shelter near the beach in case like a boat floats by. Yeah. You don't want to be, be half in mile in tropical rainforest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you can flag them down. If no natural structures exist, you can't find anything. Start building a simple lean-to or a teepee shelter. And I'm not going to go through that. It, obviously, if you can't build a lean-to, I don't know what to tell the you. Chances are low. Of yeah, <laughs> chances you probably didn't survive the crash. <laughs> you probably didn't survive the boat ride. You're still strapped in the seat yeah. in the plane that's at the you bottom. You still of the got ocean. gravy on your face in the <laughs> in the seat next to the fat lady. Fishery and all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so obviously, make one of those types of shelters. Make it as waterproof as possible. Out of the out of the wind as possible. Um, large leaves over a simple wood branch structure. It, that'll do it for you, right? Um, the next thing you're going to want to think about after you have water, after you have, you after you have shelter, is fire. Because even on a tropical island, you can get cold, yeah, super cold, right? So you have to think about. I've been there. You've been there a couple no, of times. It's weird, like the Jurassic, and that's kind of you say Jurassic, Jurassic that's Park. If you're on Jurassic Park, <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot more to do. I heard Jurassic. Um, so building a fire is going to be it's going to be great to obviously keep you warm. It's going to be great to cook food. It's going to be great to keep you company. And sterilize to lift water, your spirits, yeah, all those types of things. Sterilize water. Um, so hopefully you were a smart person and had a lighter on you as far as as part of your EDC. If not, it's going to be hard to start a fire. Yeah. Okay. Caveman way mm-hmm. is not easy. It's not easy. So, but if you do have like glasses, or if you have you happen to have some binoculars with you, all right, yeah, maybe sun's there, or a camera. Mm. You can utilize the lens. lens huh? Yeah, you can utilize the lens in the sun, some dry tinder, and you should be able to get a fire going. Otherwise, you're going to have to go back to a primitive method, something like the fire plow or, yeah. you know, um, bow, the bow drill, bow drill, all those types of things. Um, those aren't easy. They're not easy. I tried the bow drill, and it's tough. <laughs> it's not easy. So fire is going to be your next thing. After that, you're going to start getting hungry because you've got water now. You've you built a shelter. you got a fire started. Water makes me hungry. Water makes me hungry every time. <laughs> so uh, food's going to be your next thing to look for. Um, most likely, it's going to be fish, right? You're on an island. Yeah. There should be a bun- an abundance of fish, uh, like, near the shore. Uh, spear fishing is going to be a great way to do it. If you have an EDC knife with you, lash that sucker to a, a yeah. stick. Boom. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. That's a great tip Cam just gave us. Don't lose it, okay? <laughs> um, hopefully, you have a knife. If not, you can look for, like, small, sharp rocks, obviously. That's, mm-hmm. that's very small rocks. Really, really small rocks. Um. <laughs> Also, if you can what find like <laughs> if you can find a two liter pop bottle, you can easily turn that into a small fish trap. I've yeah. done that before. Um, but you can also look for crab, oysters, mussels, those types of things. Yeah, on the if beach. you're on a beach, you have yeah. Um, the other things you can look for, obviously, are coconuts, fruits, ants, grasshoppers, mushrooms. Mushrooms are tough. Do grasshoppers on desert islands? I don't know. Deserted? Just, I don't know. Desert islands, definitely not. That, yeah. Um, I would think there's some sort of bugs like yeah. that, right? Probably big marijuana plant. Or a big old plantation, like yeah. on the beach. Yeah, well, that was a good movie too. That was actually. a good movie. I've Leo, seen that. In a Leo long time. at his at his best. Um, so yeah, so food's going to be the next best thing to to start looking for. Yeah. And once you're once you've got you're you're hydrated, you're out of the rain, you're warm next to your fire, taking care of yourself. You're eat. Yeah, I mean, a little self care. Okay, you're eating your fish or whatever it is. Now it's time to start thinking about getting rescued. Yeah. Right, you got to get rescued because. If you live there forever, you're gonna you're gonna go mad. You're gonna start talking to a volleyball, um, yeah. and you don't want to do that. So, um, if you have that fire, keep that going as as long and as as much as possible, and make it smoky. 
Most of the time, I don't like a smoky fire, but if you're trying to signal that you need help, smoke is going to be a great way to signal planes or whatever else that might, or boats or anything. Um, uh, so you want to make that super smoky. Um, the next thing would be to create an SOS message on the beach. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've seen that. You can either, you know, put rocks out there. I thought it was SMS message. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I just put iMessage. Yeah. But that other person has to have iMessage, too, so. I got to spell out iMessage. <laughs> it's going to take a lot longer. Uh, but SOS, you know, you can, rocks or uh, boards or, I don't know, whatever you can find. Tear down your shelter. Yeah. And make SOS. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Um, and then, uh, so you've got that kind of covered. Then you want to start maybe making a raft. Because maybe the, the only thing to do is to hit the high seas. Get yeah. Out. And I'm not talking about fruit punch. When we've seen the movies. Everybody puts mm. all their effort into making SOS. And yeah. then the tide washes Every it all time. Away. And then you get pissed. Yeah. So, so make sure you position it. Yeah. Make sure it's up you high enough. keep building it every the day. The tide doesn't. Every movie. This is funny how that always happens. Huh? Um, and I'm not going to go on how to build a raft. I mean, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, the thing I. Uh, had read was like you want a pontoon like boat sure. like yeah where you, the middle is where you're gonna lay and then mm-hmm. you have the gap it almost looks like uh water world yeah you know that type sure. of thing but with bamboo yeah i don't know never built one <laughs> i've never built one never either. been on a deserted island yeah. or tried to leave one so no um i can't give you any advice i there. just i can't imagine actually thinking that's my best option but i guess after a few that's weeks, what i was thinking yeah i was like when do you decide yeah i think you have to like take the time to decide like okay i have i probably can get enough food yeah and water that i can stay here for a couple of months yes if you can't or you're like i'm gonna run out because i like some of the uh i've been totally into like the old uh shipwreck books yeah i've been listening to um shackleton's Mm -hmm. survival in the and then the northeast pass when they're trying to find that and got Mm. got trapped by the ice and then I've been listening to, or the new book I'm listening to is, I think it's just like Survive at Sea. It's like a guy that lived, that survived one of the longest periods at sea. Mm. But anyways, um, but most of the time, the, where was I going with this? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> no, Knowing when to leave. Yeah, that that yeah. was the thing. It's yeah. like when they would, when they were on the ocean forever and they found an island, they like just gobbled up all the birds and all yeah. the eggs. And then they're like, we don't have anything now to what? sustain yeah. us here. So they had to move on, which the last thing they wanted to do is be at the mercy of the sea, but mm-hmm. there's nothing that they'd die faster on the island. Yes. Yeah, so, so you just, it's just have like to, really hard to make that decision. You'd have to make that determination. When's the best time? I mean, if you got nothing else left on the island and you can't survive any longer, yeah. you might as well you go gotta out there. You got to take that risk. Might as well drown. Cause yeah. really like, a lot of those books and those that have survived, like in Shackleton's, it's like when they were on Iceberg or when they mm-hmm. were on Island, they felt the most vulnerable when they, because at the sea, yeah. you're just at the mercy of Mother Nature. It's yeah, like, there's nothing you can do. You just float yeah. and hope that you don't get, you know, swallowed. Yep. But anyway. Yeah, so that's the hard part. And then the last thing I just want to talk about it, survival on a deserted island, is the mental aspect of it. Obviously, it's going to be super physically challenged, but the mental aspect of it is going to be probably just as bad, especially if you're alone. It's just you. Yeah. Um, you're going to end up like Tom Hanks talking to a volleyball yeah. with a blood face on it. So Big old beard. Yeah, you got to be Cover careful. Your bosom. So keep, keep moving. Keep your body active. Not, not too much, obviously, but take some time to relax every day. Stay positive. That's yeah. going to be the hard part is staying 
positive. Just think of it as a little vacation. Stay limber. Yeah, stay limber. A little yoga on the beach. You don't want to be exercising if you don't yeah. have enough food, but yeah. And and continually work on plans and things in your mind. Keep your mind occupied. Yeah, with I think you have something, to keep you know something I mean? going. Yeah. You lose hope. Write a you're book. Dead. Write a book, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. And journal is probably a good idea. Yeah, if you could. If anybody finds me. Yeah. I wrote a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a porta potty out into the ocean. <laughs> I'd probably die. It's that shit bird. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're not lucky enough to find a deserted island, yes, and you know either a plane crash or shipwreck, and you're just floating around at sea, yeah, or maybe you did find that deserted island, but you decided to head back yeah. out, right? So now you've got to survive lost at sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so. First things first is if whatever you're in, if you're in a plane or a boat and you're going to, you know, you know you're going to be thrown out into a survival raft or something, there's some quick things you need to, you know, think about grabbing. Sure. It's like if you have the chance and it's not just in a, you know, plane crash is different, but if you're having to, you know, abandon ship. Yeah, sure. Going down. Um, but even maybe the plane is floating still or something and you yeah. have, you feel like you have a couple minutes before exactly. you have to jump off. It's like yeah. what items can I keep in there, like a cushion on the seat or anything, yeah. you know. Sure. Um, you want to grab as much things that you can, uh, for shelter, for fishing, for, you know, signaling, any of that. So some of the, some of the things that you can grab is anything that can hold water, you know, mm-hmm. that would, that's the thing is like collecting water. What are you going to put it in? Um, I'm going to go so for those middle mini alcohol bottles. Cause then you can drink those and then put them with water, <laughs> put, fill them up with water. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're on a plane. Yep. Um, even a, like a pop can or mm-hmm. something like that. So you want to have something that you can hold water in hopefully it has water in it and then mm-hmm. if not then you can put more water in it and there's other uses you know if it's a water bottle you can use it like as a fishing floater or something mm. so that you can just toss it out and wait and hope something gets a hold of the spinner. probably won't probably won't but no. you can do it exactly and then anything one thing like in the heart of the sea we went we went to that together didn't we Mm-mm. I thought you were must have been your other best friend <laughs> no, I swear it was you no I didn't I don't think so no um the one where they the whale? It's basically like where Moby Dick's. Maybe we did, but I don't remember where Dick movie came from or his book. Yeah, was based I know what you're, on I know what you're talking about. It has Anyways, Thor I, in it, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, I thought you came with us. I don't remember. Maybe I was with some like <laughs> River Dancer boys. Yeah, River Dancer boys. <laughs> Thinking about taking a plane <laughs> ride somewhere. I heard you could survive theater <laughs> attacks. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, so in the heart of the sea. The one guy, like when they abandoned the ship that's sinking, he quickly like swam back in and grabbed the uh, the navigation equipment. Mm. That's probably what saved their life. Yeah. Most of them anyway. A lot of them died. But anyway, anything that can help you with navigation. If you have like, if you're obviously on a boat or something, you could probably get, grab a little more equipment to navigate in the open sea. Unlikely you're going to be able to grab any of that. But even yeah. if you have like a cell phone or something. Mm-hmm. Probably download a map of your flight path and so you know yeah. which way to go if you're... Exactly. And then, like, clothing, tarps, any material that can help with shelter and fishing and things like that. Um, a mirror, a phone, anything to help with signaling, a flashlight. Hopefully you have some yeah. of this EDC stuff on you. There's no nothing saying you can't carry a flashlight on a plane. Mm. You probably should have one in your pocket. Yeah. Um, a radio or some something similar to to listen or boom box. To, yeah maybe a boom box mm-hmm. talk boy talk boy you can do all of your recording yeah. on that yeah for sure and then batteries obviously walkman yeah <laughs> a discman yeah <laughs> um all the yeah. fire starting yeah. obviously before whatever trip you're going to take you want to have something to start fires with like most of this stuff's like pre-prep yeah like, 
Consider the fact that you could be lost at sea. If or... I'm going on a, like a in a boat in the middle of the ocean, I hope to hell I got some of this stuff. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And sunscreen and first aid. Yeah. I think you mentioned those things. Sure. And then hopefully a weapon if you have a little knife or you know maybe you're packing bazooka. Yeah. Of some sort. Easier on a boat. Yeah. Um. So. So you're lost at sea. First thing is you got to figure out how you're going to continue to get water. Mm. Um, water. Water. Uh, one thing is, like, can you drink human urine? Um, if you're on a raft, you have no idea how long it's going to be. You probably should be keeping your urine. Mm. You don't want to use it if you don't have to and try and collect water. But you can drink it. It's like 95% water still. That's a pretty good percentage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, energy drinks aren't even 90%, no. 5% water. like 3% water. <laughs> so, um... 9% badassness. <laughs> yeah. But you, obviously, if you mm. can collect water, you want to use the containers for that. But I'd probably not be getting rid of your urine. You know, I wouldn't piss off the side well, of the well, boat. What are you doing? What are you doing? No. <laughs> Push it in my mouth. Push it in my mouth. <laughs> I don't want to lose Push it. Just right here. Put it in my hands. <laughs> so your urine can be See used. how long I can Obviously, hold it. it's not... It's going to... It's not great for you, but it's better than seawater. Right. But you can use it. You can use <laughs> sure, it as yeah. a survival mechanism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then using a tarp or the the raft itself to collect water and then have a way of catching that, capturing that water. Mm-hmm. Uh runoff or uh, so the one thing too is you're getting splashed with these waves constantly and just being around the ocean, your clothes collect like a lot of um, salt and different minerals. So if it rains, one thing is you can collect the water in your clothes and just wring it out into something. Mm-hmm. But you got to wash it first. So wash it in the ocean, even though it's salty, it's not nearly as concentrated as like the salt sitting on you from waves. And that splashes. makes sense. Yeah. And then wring it out into a bottle. So use your clothing, use tarps, whatever you can to collect water. That's going to be the biggest problem out there, mm-hmm. surrounded by water. What a cruel... It is bad. ...irony. Yeah. Um, to die of dehydration. The next thing is um, being able to keep yourself protected from the elements. Could be a squall that pops up, and the waves can be 40 feet high, and you're on a little teeny raft, and you're just getting hammered with... That sounds horrible. I know. And getting hammered with waves, and then it comes to night, and then you're dropping really low temps. You're going to die from that alone. Probably. If not, dehydration. And so you want to be able to protect yourself from that, and also you're going to get burned up in the That heat. That would be the worst. Like, sunburn. Oh, and, man. And just and also... Yeah, losing all that. Dehydrated. At the same time, your lips are just going to be... Oh, it's going to be... It's going to be a bloodbath. So, in reality, like your shelter is to protect from the sun, yeah, and then second from wind mm-hmm. and rain and waves and things like that. Um, yeah, reading those books—that's like the worst thing. Is when they become so dehydrated, like your tongue swells up yeah. huge, your mouth gets all like cracked and stuff. Ugh, it'd be horrible. I just jump over and die. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, and then food. So you have a, f- a few different items. Fish tend to like swim to the underside of like rafts and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're just either they're curious or they're trying to shade themselves from the sun too. That doesn't make sense, but that's what I read. <laughs> that's what I read. <laughs> but anyways, um, those are the fish you're most likely going to try and fish for. Um, you don't have any lures and you don't have any worms, but you can make them. Make spinners out of whatever little metal. Mm. Hopefully you have somebody that has a lot of jewelry and you just yeah. tie that onto a string. Great. Hopefully you have your paracord bracelet. Yeah, or paracord. 
Because some of those paracords have fishing line in them. They do, yeah. So think about that. Okay. Wear your paracord undies. Got to have them. Because that's going to get you a long ways for fishing. But you can also use um, the innards of your cell phone because they have little shiny oh, things yeah. for spinners. That makes and sense. And then use a little string material. Um, cotton string's not going to be very high tensile strength. No, probably not. So you got to either double up on that. But that you're just going to fish near your boat and then don't snag your boat, obviously. That would be bad. <laughs> well, I thought I had one. <laughs> <laughs> snag. A fish just poked a boat. We're in trouble. I'm going to swordfish, I think. <laughs> but there's sometimes floating seaweed, um, birds. I've heard, like, reading those books, they'll, like, let the birds come down. They'll catch them. They'll take a bite out of them and stuff. It's, like, Ooh, that's disgusting. what I would do. I hate those stupid. But they're, but they're drones. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Pull out their innards. Don't plan on being fed by birds. <laughs> You're gonna be using the insides <laughs> as spinners. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Feed yourself. Grab on. one of those, and maybe you can. <laughs> I never thought about that. You could hit the homing beacon on it until <laughs> someone come find you. <laughs> that's true. They're maybe gonna you want can this hot thing. Wire it yeah. to send a message. Maybe if you get enough of them, you can build a motor. <laughs> Who knows? Or fly out of there. Yeah, that's so. Birds, are, you're gonna want to catch them you're for gonna, either yeah. reason. Just be careful not to break them. <laughs> when you get them. <laughs> yeah, the intricates of their yeah. drone bodies. Um, but seaweed and plankton, things like that, you can eat. And then try to avoid eating yourself or those with you. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We can drink our pee, but let's not <laughs> yeah. eat ourselves. It's come, yeah. So, uh, and then when if you do catch a fish or a bird, you want to use their parts for bait. That's going to be way more successful than just than a just spinner. ingesting them. <laughs> no, than using like oh, okay. a bolt <laughs> for bait. <laughs> That's a good thing I have this yeah. screw I had in my pocket. Uh-huh. Um, another real important thing is just to try and relax. Like you said, when you land on that, when you're on that stranded island, mm. um, when you're stranded on that island, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on the stranded island, guys. <laughs> when you're stranded on it, is to like take time, save energy, relax, and try and use as little energy as possible. Mm. Your brain can do the thinking. You don't need to think with your arms and your legs. How am I don't get try out of here? Don't try and start paddling on the side of the boat. You yeah. don't know where you're going. But you be the motor. Get out and, back. And thinking through things, yeah. you know, logically is going to get you a lot further. Um, probably wouldn't be bad to learn a little bit about the stars. Yeah. Find Polaris. It's a company that makes great four-wheelers and yeah. watercraft. Up for Arctic Cat, okay? <laughs> yeah. Sea-Doo is my favorite. Sea-Doo. But um, mm. Polaris is like yeah. the brightest star. It's it's on the... It's on the north side. It's on the Big Dipper. <laughs> so the, or the tail end of yeah, the Big Dipper. Yeah, follow the Big Dipper, right? Sorry, it's the tail end of the Little Dipper. Sorry That's about what, that. Yeah. Excuse me. But if you wait, find wait, wait, you're gonna have a hundred thousand comments now. <laughs> I know. Does this dumbass say that it was on the Big yeah, Dipper? Yeah, yeah. So Polaris is... Super bright star. It's at the tail of the Little Dipper. Clarification. Hey, Google, where is Polaris? Yeah. I don't think it turned on. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah. um, and that's in the northern hemisphere. Yeah. When you're in the southern, I don't know. I didn't look into it enough. <laughs> Never been there. Anyways, navigation by stars yeah. is super hard. I can't explain it. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going to go out on a boat, you I probably can't. should get a little basic... Or carry the. Remember, we have a handkerchief that has yeah. star navigation on. Yeah, it. that's a great thing. It's Probably a good carry EDC something item. in your pocket, and it glows in the dark. Oh, it does. Huh? Yeah, so you can like look up at the stars and still see what's going on. Yeah, see. Anyways, mm-hmm. there's a good chance you want to know something about good navigation. Chance. By star. Good chance. <laughs> good chance you need to know. <laughs> yeah. 
um, avoid sharks. Yeah. So sharks can harass you. And yeah. there's some some little tips here for shark attacks. We didn't even bring up sharks in the animal attack thing, did we? Nah. I'm going to bring it up right now. Okay, perfect. Typically, sharks don't love to eat people, but mm-hmm. that one single bite might be half your body or one yeah. of your limbs. So don't dangle it out there yeah. as a spinner don't to do catch it. a shark. Um, and the uh, they're less likely to attack groups, mm-hmm. but this wasn't the case when ships in World War II sunk. They ate, they killed them. Did anyway. they really? Yeah. Jeez. Which is terrifying. Were they Germans? Because they always, like they talked about... Um, like when they would ditch the planes, mm-hmm. like even them swimming around, their biggest fear was being eaten by sharks, and it wow. happened all the time. They're not likely to do that, but my biggest plan fear is mortar shells. Plan, yeah, right. Um, uh, so sharks tend to be more often in the shallows. Mm. If you're in the shallows, you're probably near island, so that doesn't make any sense. But don't get out if you're in like the reef. Mm. You gotta be careful. That's where sharks are. Yeah, and um, if you have a shark that's tormenting you, yeah. and they're charging. They usually do like the little yeah. When they're attacking, they do a little serpentine attack. They have a really tender, soft nose, yeah. And that's where if you can land a punch or throw an item and hit them right in that nose, that's a good way of getting them. I'm off. gonna ask my instructor at jujitsu for some shark moves. You should. Yeah, you ch- should choke him out because apparently that's one of the best things you can do. Punch him right in the nose, right in the or nose. gouge their eyeball. Mm. Okay. Anyway, great. I wouldn't try to do it if, unless they're attacking. <laughs> I don't, probably wouldn't even do it if they were attacking. Yeah. And then the last thing is be searching for somebody to rescue you. Oh, okay. Look for boats. Look for lights. Um, a reflection, like a little, those little card reflectors that mm-hmm. have the hole so you can spot, and that helps you to direct mm-hmm. your reflection a lot easier and keep an eye on where Reflection direction. What is it? What are those little cards called? No. What are they called? Hey, Google, what are those cards called? <laughs> Anyways, I'm pissing um, a lot of people off. I know. Saying the hang Google. <laughs> hey Alexa. Oh yeah, that's right. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, Hey Google, subscribe to Casual Peppers Podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Play all <laughs> podcasts from Casual Preppers. Um reflections can be seen up to ten miles. Pretty that's crazy. A long way. So on a sunny, clear day, ten miles is a long way. Sure is. So yeah. It's very useful to have something reflective. Um, fire and smoke, again, like you said, can be mm-hmm. used to signal and people about what's burning over there. If we know better than anybody, mm. if you're there doing something, you know, you probably should just start filming. Yeah. Somebody's going to show some, up. Some boats in this. Yeah. Always wondering what you're doing. Yeah. What are you guys doing? He's <laughs> filming survival video. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, and then. Just start uh, thinking you don't want somebody there. That's when somebody <laughs> That's comes. So true. You know what? This is this nice. Is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All these jet skis pull up. A bunch of damn rednecks come and set up a camp right next to you. It's the freaking truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best plan right uh-huh. there. If you're on a deserted island, yeah. just set up a camp and be like, I'm going to relax. I'm, I'm taking this time to myself. I don't want anybody. <laughs> plane will crash right next to you. Yep. Um, And when you're looking for small islands, some obviously flocks of birds, more mm-hmm. birds. They're not flying out in the middle of the ocean. No. There's an island somewhere. Yeah. They got to um, have a recharging station. <laughs> That's true. That's what the monolith is. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, wave patterns change. Mm-hmm. Uh, light colored water. It usually lightens, not the deep dark. Interesting. Island somewhere. Or, or reef, you know, and that's yeah. a good place to fish. Um, watch for boats and planes. And hopefully, again, you have the light, so at nighttime you can either... Do a little signaling. Mm-hmm. Titanic as a West. Yes. 
So, I don't know. Great. I hope this helps somebody survive. One day, I hope If it you does. survive a plane crash or on a deserted island, I want you to email us yeah. and tell us how these tips helped you. So which one was the best tip for you? <laughs> yeah. You know what I which mean? Which portion of this <laughs> survived you the longest? Cam, before we move on real quick. Yes. I just want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by TACPAC, the only monthly tactical subscription box with useful professional-grade stuff inside. Use code CASUALPREPPERS and get a free separate bag set of EDC gear along with your first month's TACPAC. Head to TACPAC.com, use our code CASUALPREPPERS, and you're going to be a happier person after. You really are. You are. So. But it's time for the quick and dirty medical tip. So these two items have stirred up some. They have, haven't some, they? Some emotions. Was that people. an NG tube? Yeah. So I do not know why I said NG tube because yeah. obviously you're not going to have a gastric feeding tube. So at so explain what you're talking about. So we did what I'm holding here is. I was talking about airway management. Yeah. And I had I have those in my bag and I mm-hmm. said NG tube, which is not uh and something you're gonna use to protect the airway or open the airway. Mm-hmm. This stuff like literally But we did a video, so say what you're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah, we were talking about like our medical bag. We had mm-hmm. a, I had like the prepper things to put in your prepper kit. Yeah. And I, I pulled out these two airway things, and I said, oh, this NG tube. And I was just going through items, like, super fast. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. But then people, like, lit up yeah. social media and YouTube. What, did he say NG tube? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe he said that. This guy's a moron. And I was a moron for saying that, but it wasn't what I intended to say. Yes. So, anyways, um, these I have in my hand mm-hmm. an OPA and an NPA. These are airway management devices. In all honesty, you probably shouldn't have them if you have no training because yeah. you can do a lot of harm with these. Yeah. But um, the OPA, it's a plastic, it's a hard plastic J-shaped device that fits over the tongue to hold the soft hypopharyngeal structures and the tongue away from the posterior wall of the pharynx. So it basically just kind of slides down in your throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully you know, we got mm-hmm. chills when Ooh. I said that. One more time. <laughs> Slide down your throat. So, um, but it 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 tucks down to kind of hold the tongue down and open up the airway so that you mm. can usually pass uh, air in and out. So, anyways, I'll, I'll go into a little more detail about that real quick. But the other thing that I had in my kit, which I honestly think, if you're gonna have or you have some experience in in uh, airway management, which most people don't, but the nasopharyngeal airway, this is like a rubber tube. It looks like a catheter. That's why I commented yeah. on the reply video. Um, but this one goes up through your nose and down into your airway. So it's mus- it's musleth. Musleth. It's much less likely for you to jam like a hard piece of plastic yeah. in the back of the throat and damage things. This one comes with, uh, like you can usually want a lubrication, put on the tube, and then slide it down through your nose, down into your airway. It just kind of helps keep it... F- from like drainage, blood, or anything, just to kind of keep the airway open. Yeah. Anyway, or suctioning. But those are the two tubes that I was I had in my kit. I have them. I probably even myself wouldn't ever really use one unless I had no other option. Yeah. But if you were going to use one, I'd use the NPA, which is the rubber because you're yeah. you know it's rubber, it's soft, it's not you're not it's really less likely somebody. to poke into their brain. Yeah. 
So I wouldn't even deal with or have the OPA unless you have experience with it or have someone you know that yeah. may be in your group that has experiences with this. That's great. And then um, the other thing I was going to mention are just five tips for airway management. Oh, sweet. Yes. This is actually... So this is from the Journal of Emergency Medical Services. Just so you know, I didn't make these up. <laughs> and number one about all of this is don't do it if you don't have the training to do it. Yeah. So these are like last, you know, you may have to do some of this stuff if there's no other way or there's the last, you know. Last option. Last option. So anyway, number one, five basic tips to airway management. Know the hallmarks of good airway management. A lot of studies show that just basic airway management that you learn in, you know, basic life support mm -hmm. of like, you know, tilting the, tilt head, the head and yep. And then you can use, uh, what's it, I just, like when you. NG tube? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I just like <laughs> forgot the name and stuff. See, see, I messed things up. Like Fingers. This. Yeah. Fingers. So you want to like prop and pull the jaw forward a little bit. Uh -huh. Those have shown to be almost as or if not more so effective than these tubes oh, nice. for airway management. Mm -hmm. And that's those are the things that you can learn how to do. Mm -hmm. um, so look at your basic life support and how to manage the airway and check for breathing. The So the, the first one is just uh, hallmarks of good airway management. Like you're wanting to oxygenate, you're wanting to get oxygen in, and you're wanting to ventilate. You're wanting them to get the CO2 out. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the key there. And... Conduct a thorough assessment, you know. You don't want to be sticking tubes in them and doing this if they're semi-conscious and things like that. Yeah. Um, and understanding what's, if if their airway's obstructed, if they're bleeding, and put them on, you know, put them on their side, things like that. So the second one is conduct a thorough assessment before managing the airway. The third is it's okay to ask for help. You want somebody else to be there helping you. In the you know in movies you see like the ambulance driver and one guy working on somebody that's not the case yeah. they have like two Couple of or guys three EMTs they always have like three EMTs so two can work the airway together um, and again it goes back to the basic life support of the, they they teach you in there how often you should be oxygenating how much you be, should be giving breaths and how much because it, it's easy to think you just want to keep giving as much as possible but the more you increase the chest pressure, the more damage mm, you're doing. Yeah. So steps, uh, I would review your basic life support, and then I would really hammer those airway management. I wouldn't worry about having all these tubes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, the fourth thing on here was, you know, know that some of the things, if you're not doing them properly, have systemic effects if you're just breathing in a bunch of air and it's not coming back out, you're going to mess up a lot of stuff. Yeah. It says the American Heart Association guidelines for CPR is the lungs should be inflated eight to ten times per minute. So breathing is not nearly as important as the CPR itself, but you want to give steady breaths for, you know, eight to ten times throughout that. I would just review your basic life support. Yeah. And then fifth is if you have this equipment or you're planning to be like the medic of your group, like master the use of your equipment. Yeah. Like know what you're doing, know how to use it. You don't want to be shoving tubes or anything in somebody if you don't. So know just what test you're... it on a good friend is what right. you're saying. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, if you have some basic medical knowledge and you're like, I may be in this scenario of using these. And I, I've thought that too. Like, yeah, I'm a PA, I'm not an MD, mm -hmm. but I have enough knowledge that, I've like worked on reviewing these things. If I had to, and, and you know, one of my family members was 
couldn't breathe. I'm, I'm not going to wait or find somebody that You're going to get it done. Like, I have enough training that, and, you know, that I, I know some basics that I need to dig more and master the use of those equipment that I have just in case I have to use it. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does, totally. So, anyways. I like that. It's really, like, don't freak out about these airways. You're not going to use them. I would just study the basic life support. Yeah. Like, those, That's the those thing. things are the safest, and they're proven to help, and anybody can do them. Yeah. So. Love it. I don't know if that helps anybody. Helps I shouldn't me. be given any medical <laughs> advice. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you to our fantastic sponsors, uh, TAC Pack. We've got Surfshark, and we've got BattleBox. Uh, all great so deals awesome. right now. They have and awesome stuff going all on. All excellent gift items. Yeah, and again, when you support them, you absolutely support us. You know, we're not asking you to send us money ever. Yeah. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of podcasts do, but we just ask you to support our sponsors. But you're yeah. getting great stuff, so it's not like... It's not a bad deal for you. You're going to go spend money on some really cool stuff, which, yeah, we which don't, in turn we helps We really us. do sift through... Like yeah. We have people all the time asking, will you do this and that? And yeah. it's like, no. this isn't quality stuff. So We're not going to do it. But these guys are all great. It's great stuff. So please go sub- to support them because they, they support us. Also, make sure to come follow us on all the social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Uh, re- recently, we've got back into TikTok. And I, I know a lot of preppers don't like it, but it, it's kind of fun over there. Right. So come check us Pushing out there. some good tips out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else, Cameron? No, I think that's it. Okay. Stay survived.